episode of the And Today podcast. I'm your host Samuel Catlow Ramirez and as this is our fifth episode, I thought I'd do a little solo boy talking about some of the shit that's pissed me off this month. A uh, little trigger warning, I do briefly talk about self-harming, suicide, sexual assault, harassment and other such fun topics. So if you're feeling vulnerable, maybe come back to this one later. I would like to state that um, the law, the scientist, quote unquote, that I talk about at the beginning of this episode was actually a lawyer. I correct myself later on, but to avoid any confusion, I'll make this statement now. Uh, he's a lawyer who says he's taking on the world governments in a multi-tiered class action lawsuit on the crimes against humanity they've committed by keeping people inside. Uh, I'd just like to state that my personal opinion on this, and the consensus on anyone who isn't a schizophrenic conspiracy nut, sorry if I'm being offensive to schizophrenic people there, but, you know, my, my opinion in the general consensus is that this guy is a charlatan and a scam. He's taken advantage of all the people who believe that, for some weird reason, someone being told to wear a mask is the same equivalent as the Holocaust. Yes, I have heard that statement being made. And he's taking advantage of you all because you're all being a bit dumb. You're not doing your research into the things. So he's like, oh, look at these people that are all angry that they, you know, can't go to the pub. Why don't I just make them hire me as a lawyer? Make them hire me. Make loads of money out of all these people who are too dumb to do their own research. And when you're a lawyer, you don't actually have to win to get paid. Your client just pays you. This guy can go up there, right? You've never heard of him before. He's probably just come out of the bar, probably just saw an opportunity and took it like a successful scam artist. He may not even be a lawyer, he may not even have a bar card. But if he does have a bar card, he's probably just using this as a get-rich-quick scheme. All these idiots across the world pay, you know, pay for him so they can sue the governments, you know, that mistreating them. Because now they have to wear a piece of fabric on their face to stop people dying. Ugh. They hire this guy, he gets rich, he fucks off after he's lost the case. Because there is no case. Just look at this seatbelt law. <laughs> How stupid those people look. I think I'll make that point later on. But yeah, I wanted to make that distinction clear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of gives you a little taste into this episode. Um, stick around. Give me a listen talking to myself. My favorite pastime. And uh, let me know what you think. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Samuel Cutler Ramirez, and today I have an episode I've been very excited to record for a while, actually. Uh, my ranting one. <laughs> no, it was going to be a solo episode where I just talk about some things that have been pissing me off that people haven't bothered to research recently. But then I got angry because I got into, you know, I got into a conversation with some dickhead on Instagram and this is one of those, like, New World Order conspiracy motherfuckers. There's, there's a lot of them these days. And he kept sending me these things. And everything that he sent me was dumb. <laughs> one of them was a, a scientist going on a spiel about how he's going to sue the world governments for this big coronavirus fraud. How it's a crime against humanity. But he didn't give any reasons why it's a crime against humanity. And he just asked questions. He was like, are these tests even real? Without providing any evidence as to why they wouldn't be. This is just a money-making thing for the tech companies. I'm, 
Granted, of course they're going to try and turn a fucking profit on this. This is a money-making thing for the pharmaceutical companies. If you were a pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical company, wouldn't you be racing to create a vaccine for this? Whoever did is going to be rich. That's if any virus comes out. So no, I don't think it was a plan. <laughs> it's taken money out of a lot of airline people. Airline people have been thrown into the dirt. All, they're, they're living on government bailout money. So if you think this was a plan by the 1% to try and do it, no. But of course they're smart enough that they're going to turn this into a win for them. Because they do that no matter what. You idiot. Instead of focusing on that, you should be focusing instead on all the other shit that the government's doing. Now that everyone's attention is on COVID. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to come to all that later. Because... <sighs> It has been one of those months. Right, what I wanted to start with actually was a, a bit of a lighter note. I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about myself because a lot of you listeners, unless you know me in real life, I'm just a voice. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Samuel Catler Ramirez. I'm 18 years old. I'm half Mexican on my mother's side, which actually led me to a, a very interesting revelation last week, which I'll get to later. Um, I got <laughs> not too great A-level results grades, but enough that I could get into uni, which I did, decided not to do. <laughs> um, I've taken a gap year. Uh, I decided to finally do stuff I was interested in. I'm starting a clothing company. Uh, I've started a podcast. I'm doing a TEFL course, teaching English as a foreign language, so then I can go abroad, hopefully to Costa Rica once COVID fucks off a little bit more, and teach English, making a living doing that whilst I work on my other projects. Uh, I'm going to attempt to go to university as a mature student in the back in the UK, because you still get loans, and you have to all you have to do is take a, a test in English and maths and write an essay to show that you're capable. I mean, I won't get into... Probably a Russell group, but I can still go to university without my A-levels dragging me down. So, options, ladies and gentlemen. There's always an option to do what you want to do. Granted, mine is talking shit on the internet, but, you know, for those of you who have higher aspirations than me, uh, there's always a way. I wanted to start with um, a story, though, after that. Because something quite funny happened the other day, and I thought I'd share it on here. So, if you remember my episode with Caitlin... I talked about J.K. Rowling and how I despise her because I think she's a, a angry turf who's been given a platform she doesn't deserve from a fluke book. Moving on. <laughs> but because I called her by her initials, uh, J.K., someone popped up and said, are you talking shit about me on your podcast? Like this guy I know because they share the same initials. He's like, are you talking shit about me on your podcast? Heard you were talking shit about me on your podcast. How dare you? And I'm just like, <laughs> dude, No. Now, this person could be male or female. I'm not going to tell you anything else about them other than they have those initials because that was necessary for the story. But <laughs> they popped up. They were like, you trying shit? Have you been, uh, I've heard you've been saying stuff about me on your podcast. And I was like, no. <laughs> it was about JK Rowling because she's a raging transphobe. So I was, I was just thinking to myself, hmm. Either they haven't listened to the episode or they might, they're trying to confess to something. Is this, is this person a transphobe? 
I just left it, but I thought it was funny, so I, I share, <laughs> share it on here. Oh. But anyway, the interesting revelation I was talking about. Despite the fact that I'm half Mexican, I am what you could call melanin deficient. I am probably about two shades darker than Casper the Friendly Fucking Ghost, and that's when I've been in the sun. <laughs> so I realized that I myself have white privilege, a hefty amount of white privilege, despite the fact that I'm mixed race. And I was thinking about it, and I wanted to put it into words, so I was thinking about how I could uh, explain it to you guys. And I think I think I may have done an all right job, you know. I've uh, I've never been stop searched. Never been racially harassed until I've told people I'm mixed race. My name's pretty white when I don't use a double barrel. You know, it's Samuel Catlow, but I go by Samuel Catlow Ramirez. I've never been told that my English is impressive for someone like me. I've never been unironically told to go back to my own country. I mean, sometimes it's a joke with my friends, but never been told by a stranger or someone who despises me for the color of my skin. I've never been told that people of my creed are at fault for some great disaster, like the Chinese were about coronavirus. British Chinese as well, I should add. American Chinese. Told that they're at fault, their people, despite the fact that they've been raised, brought up in the countries of which, you know, they currently reside. They're probably more British than I am. Definitely speak better English. And they're being told that it's their fault, that their people have been spreading this. Or how a lot of Muslim people, as you'll see in my next episode, get told that their people are causing terror attacks. I've never had that. I've been in a pub with ethnic minority friends and been told to get away from them lot, their bad news, by some old, fat, fucking ugly ass white dude. 40 year old people who have nothing to do with their lives and now hate others. I've had friends be 40 paces outside their place of education and be told to learn English, go back home. They've been threatened with violence, both sexual and otherwise, and in a few circumstances, a few circumstances, sorry, even had their hijabs ripped off their heads by passers-by, laughing as they went on with their day. Now that's just white privilege. I've never had any of that. The most racial abuse I've faced is when I've told people I've been Mexican. And then, you know, I've suffered a bit of racial abuse from a few people every now and then. Oh, fucking drug dealer. Oh, go back to fucking Mexico. Dude, I was born here. <laughs> My dad's fucking white. <laughs> I've lived in Mexico for like, I think, three years when I was younger. That was it. I was brought up in Rochdale. They can fuck right off. But that's white privilege. They'll even get me started on male privilege. Cis male, I should add. You know, I can walk home at night and not think every moment I'm going to get pulled into an alley and fucked. I can wear pretty much whatever I want and face little to no judgment for anyone. Schools won't send me home for distracting other students for showing a bit of skin. I can have, I can wear a, a tank top on a little uniform day and not be told to go home. I can raise my voice. I can be assertive. I can speak my mind without being told I'm too emotional, aggressive, on the rag. Did you guys see Kamala Harris in the USVP debate? That genuine question. Did you see it? If not, go watch it. No way in fucking hell she could have gotten away with saying, shut up, man, like Biden did. And to be honest, I'm glad Biden said that. Trump needed to be told to shut the fuck up. 
she'd have been labelled too emotional, unfit for office. I'm still speaking. That's what she said. Excuse me, sir, I'm still speaking. Granted, she said it was fucking sass, and I appreciated that, but she almost had to bow to him in order to get her point across. She had to use patience. I don't think I've ever, ever even had to search for in my life. Dates. Dates, guys, dates. We go on the date. I say we as in cis dudes. And all we're thinking is, I hope she's as good as she looks in her photos. I hope she's not a catfish. Uh, hope, hope, hope you've got bigger tits than it looked like on her photos. Hope she's not boring. Hope she wants sex after, you know, those kind of things. Uh, or if in my case, you know, it's uh, I hope she pays because I'm broke. <laughs> I make minus 20 pounds a week. But um, a friend of mine told me that before a date, she messages her friends with a photo of the guy, her location, regularly updates them just in case. You know, just in case that something bad happens. And I worry because I've got two sisters. One of them 15. One of them, I think, almost two years old they're gonna have to go through all this shit i've never had to been to go through anything like that i've never been approached by a crowd of guys who'd see me as an object and start touching me you know one in six women face some form of sexual assault in their lives one in six Every woman I personally know has been harassed in some way, shape, or form, including my 15-year-old sister, who, as of now, has been taking female hormones for probably about two months. What the fuck? But, um, women aren't oppressed. <laughs> you know, I... Something that really, really grinded my gears was um I was in this group chat, right, creeping, because uh, I don't message in group chats. I had some dude messing in a group chat I was in, and he said, um, straight white guys are the most oppressed people in society. And after the fucking laughing fit it sent me into, you know, I actually got pretty fucking angry. I hear the stories of what my friends, my people my fellow human beings go through daily and this guy can't relate to that in the fucking slightest and i got royally pissed off needless to say how i ask how go on answer me someone in the audience answer me because i, I can't think what what it is is it because you shouldn't say the n-word while singing a song or otherwise because you need to ask for consent before touching someone because you can't be a complete arsehole to someone in case they have a mental health issue and then <gasps> you're the bad guy. Or is it because you treat people with respect and dignity and that takes too much effort? Your comfort be damned, I can't be asked to call you by your preferred pronouns. Or is it because women can report you for raping them and you like the good old days when you could walk up, grope a woman and face zero repercussions? Or is it that people are saying they're tired of white dudes running the show and you're afraid of losing the top of the food chain because then all the racist bigoted misogynistic you misogynistic shit 
you've been saying for years won't be protected anymore. The things that you call just a joke, people won't find funny anymore. And people will wake up and realise the pathetic, disgusting, entitled arsehole you actually are. <sighs> that right there, ladies and gentlemen, that was a demonstration of white cis male privilege. What I just did. Because I can say all that shit. And some of you guys will listen. Some of you probably will have tuned out the second that I said white privilege, male privilege, any of that shit. You probably, some of you guys are probably tuned out. But I can get away with saying that. And that will never be used against me. The worst insult that someone can say from that conjecture that I just did is leftist. Oh, <laughs> heaven forbid I care about people's fucking feelings. <laughs> well, yeah, that won't be used against me getting some job position. Unless, of course, I was going for the conservative party. But I can say all that shit. I won't be called too emotional. Too angry. Unfit to lead. None of that shit. I literally just called a bunch of arseholes. Arseholes. And I can get away with that. Kamala Harris can get away with that. Fucking. If Lavinia Morrison, one of my greatest friends, wanted to go run for office and she'd said that on my podcast, I guarantee you that will be brought up. Now, I'm not saying that white white cis males don't face issues everyone faces issues what i'm saying is that being white being male cis male sorry i need to keep adding that being cis male being white that ain't contributing to your issues at all now there are issues to being cis male we have toxic masculinity i'm going to talk about that in a future episode but little little summer summary here now that isn't something other people do really that isn't um that's something that we've done to ourselves and i will admit there will be some women who play into that but it's a patriarchal thing men can't cry men can't be sad men can't be vulnerable in high school i've told you guys this so many times in high school i was a camp little bastard <laughs> i had long fucking hair my hands were swish washing to my sides I wasn't treated like one of the men. The, my, my crowd in high school, like, I love you guys if you're listening right now. We were the weirdos, and I loved it. Everyone, everyone liked me. I wasn't disliked. But that was my main crowd, with the outcasts, and I loved them. They were great. They all, we all had our troubles, we all had our issues, but we all came together. I was pretty much, if you guys watched the movie Superbad, that was my friend group. They were very nice people. Toxic masculinity affects all of us. Not being able to ask for help when you're feeling down. I struggle with my fucking mental health. Most days. I'm open about it because that's the only way that we can, we can, as a gender, as a sex, move forward. To be honest, it's gender. That's the only way we can move forward together. Is by offering our support to each other. What a lot of these guys are doing is saying that, Oh, men have issues to try and diminish the issues that women face. No. Like Atlanta said, 
Intersectionality. Issues are connected. We should work together to fix them. And I'm tired of this shit. Why cis males are not the most oppressed people in society? I don't think anyone can make the claim that they are the most oppressed people in society. But I can make for definite the claim that white cis men are not the most oppressed people in society. By far. Fucking hell. I've talked about this about like representation, haven't I? Name a movie without a white cis dude. Go on. Cause I guarantee you'll struggle. You're always there, you're always represented. I can name on one hand the number of video games with a Hispanic protagonist. Like an actual Hispanic protagonist. But there are endless, endless games. Of white dudes with beards killing shit. And don't get me wrong. I fucking love those games. What I'm saying is. You can't make the claim that you're oppressed. When everything you see is about you. (laughs) So shut the fuck up. Fix the issues that actually exist. Work on toxic masculinity. Help people. Because female harassment isn't a female issue. It's a male issue. We're the ones doing the harassing. So we need to fucking sort it. (sighs) Ah. That felt good to get off my chest. <clears throat> now to the next topic. <laughs> uh, you know, controversial stance. Controversial stance. But, um, why supremacy? Not my cup of tea. You know, I know I'm going to lose a few few friends, few followers from that. But, uh, racism? Going to have to be completely honest with you, Chief. Uh, it's not my thing. <laughs> But moving on from that, I want to talk about the good old coronavirus. Oh, yeah, because I know too many people taking advice off their drug dealers rather than scientists, and it's pissing me off. I'd like to play a game called Coronavirus Transmission Vectors Mythbusters. (laughs) So together, we're going to do a little bit of research. Let me just whip open Google right now. I'm going to do it from many websites, so you guys can't say that I'm completely biased. Oh, let's check. EMSKidneyNHS.UK. How is COVID-19 spread? The disease can spread from person to person through small droplets from the nose or mouth, which are spread when a person with COVID-19 coughs or exhales. These droplets land on objects and surfaces around the person, which can infect other people by touching them, them touching their eyes or eyes, nose or mouth. But it can also be spread if you sneeze directly into their eyes, nose, or mouth. Dodoy. So you know what would help that if it spreads through these droplets is a mask, a fabric surface to catch the majority of these droplets. Yeah. <sighs> Let's have a look at another website. W-H-O-I-N-T. <clears throat> waiting for the website to load seem to be waiting for a while let's go open another one while we're waiting webmd here we go damn looks like my wi-fi went down at the worst possible time thank god audacity is not connected i've got no internet that's why (laughs) 
just connect up to this real quick. There we go. Right. WebMD, we'll start with that one first. How does coronavirus spread? Experts believe that the virus that causes COVID-19, coronavirus, I'm fucking stop putting pop-ups. Experts believe the virus that causes COVID-19 spreads mainly from person to person. There are several ways this can happen. Droplets or aerosols. When an infected person coughs, sneezes, or talks, droplets or tiny particles called aerosols carry the virus into the air from their nose or mouth. Anyone who is within six feet of that person can breathe it into their lungs. Six feet is obviously an approximation, you idiots. Because depending on how far it goes, depending on the force that is protruded out of them, you know, if they sneeze, it'll go further. If they talk, it won't go as far. That kind of thing. Six feet's an approximation. Let me make sure my sneeze guard doesn't smack in the uh, microphone. Airborne transmission. Research shows that the virus can live in the air for up to three hours. It can get into your lungs if someone who has it breathes out and you breathe that air in. Experts are divided on how often the virus spreads through the airborne route and how much it contributes to the pandemic. So that one, not so much. So it's pretty much aerosol mainly so far. Surface transmission. Another way to catch the new coronavirus is when you touch surfaces that someone who has the virus has coughed or sneezed on. You may touch a countertop or doorknob that's contaminated and then touch your nose, mouth or eyes. The virus can live on surfaces like plastic and stainless steel for two to three days. To stop, clean and disinfect all counters, knobs and other surfaces you and your family touch several times a day. It also spreads through fecal matter, apparently. <laughs> Experts aren't sure whether the infection can spread through contact with an infected person's stool. Which, that's shit, by the way. If a, that person uses the bathroom don't wash their hands, they could infect things and people they touch. So just fucking wash your hands, bro. Not gonna lie. You can be asymptomatic as well, we know this. You can be asymptomatic. You can spread the fucker. Oh, the WHO site's all weird. I don't think my computer's got the right... things to use it so i'm gonna go off the who site but there you go webmd not affiliated with the nhs it's an international one now all you guys don't trust the fucking government so i'm not gonna go on that one let's go on health.uk now these guys these people webmd and health they're not affiliated with the government so they've done their own private research, just like we're doing now. And you know what they've realized? <gasps> Masks help. Wild. How is coronavirus spread? Here's what you should and shouldn't worry about. How does it spread? According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, COVID-19 is spread mainly from person to person, usually via close contact within six feet. Simply being near an infected person who coughs, sneezes, or talks can expose you to their infected respiratory droplets, the CDC says. If those virus-containing particles land, it, land in your eyes, nose, or mouth, if you inhale them into your lungs, you could become infected. Some people may be capable of spreading it to others, even though they don't have any symptoms, the CDC points out. Asymptomatic people. You might also require the infection if viral... You may also acquire... The infection if viral particles get on your hands by say touching contaminated surfaces or shaking hands with someone whose hands are contaminated with the virus and then touching your eyes nose or mouth a sneezing or coughing person will cover their mouth get it all over their hand then touch something that you then touch robert murphy md an infectious disease expert at northwestern university tells health the 
virus can then enter your body when you touch the face, he adds. Uh, yeah, I don't know why people are obsessed with shit. Just wash your hands if you go to the toilet. That's fucking basic shit. So there you go. We did our own little research, not off the random sites created by people with three GCSEs, not by your drug dealer who, for some reason, believes that it's a fucking war crime. Yes, there's someone I know who believes that. It's pretty simple. You know what the uh, eastern countries are doing? Japan, South Korea, they're wearing masks. You know? They're, they're staying inside unless they, they can't. They're respecting other people. They want them to live. They're wearing masks. And you know what it's doing? They're getting control of their virus. South Korea, bro. Just look look up. Look up yourself right now. South Korea. The details, the death, then look at ours. These anti-maskers, these lockdown protesters, unless, of course, you know, your business is affected by it, then I kind of vibe. I kind of understand your point. But the anti-masker people, I see no difference to them and the people who believe that the fucking Black Plague was the result of witchcraft. <laughs> They're just fucking stupid, I'll be completely honest with you. It's like, oh, you're breathing in your carbon dioxide. Surgeons, man, surgeons, nurses, they wear those for 14, 16, 18 hours a day. Most days. Surgeons, I know I know of surgeons that were in fucking surgery for 48 hours. Right? 48 hours wearing a mask. Doing the surgery. These, these are heroes. And... <laughs> They haven't died of breathing in their own carbon dioxide. You know why? Because you breathe your carbon dioxide out, you re- <laughs> That was honestly a bad word. You idiot, there you go. Uh, you breathe the carbon dioxide out. And you know because the mask isn't airtight, because it's a fucking fabric mask, the carbon dioxide <laughs> goes around it and through it. <laughs> and when you breathe in, the oxygen, because it's a fabric mask, comes through the fabric and around it. So you breathe in oxygen. <laughs> oh. I myself have a fabric mask and a half face respirator because I wanted to be fucking extra when this thing happened. I was like, ain't no COVID getting me. And thus far, I've still not had it. As far as I'm aware, I need to get tested, to be honest. But as far as I'm aware, I've still not had it. I could be asymptomatic. Uh, during the lockdown thing, never went out. Why? Because... Why? I didn't have to. So I stayed inside. I protected the NHS. Although the shit that Boris started saying, which, to be honest, I agreed with at the time. I agreed with... I agree with that policy at that time. Now I have a different opinion. I still believe in masks. I don't be a fucking idiot. Just wear a mask. It's not hard. Masks protect other people from you. So it's in your best interest if everyone else wears one on public places, including you. That way it's harder for you to get it. It works because it stops the droplets coming out of your mouth as much and nose when if you sneeze or cough. It catches them. The reason why it's harder for it to protect you is because if people cough on you, that droplet can sink through it. But it won't travel if you cough it, it sinks through it and it's on the other side. It won't travel further, will it? The majority of them will get caught by that mask. <sighs> Also, this is actually interesting. UK mortality rate is, let's say, 3%. Because I worked it out based upon our current things. It's actually 75 Because we have 569,000 cases and 42,000 deaths. Hold on, I have the webpage up. 
da, 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 da. Where is it? Uh, nope, not that one. Here we go. Oh, no, I was wrong, actually. We have 562,000 deaths plus 17,540. I imagine that's because of the fuck-up with the test and trace. The circle test and trace, I might add. Um, and we currently have 42,592 deaths. You put them into a calculator, you get roughly 7.3... between those. But, I'm gonna be a bit lenient and put it down to 3. Because... You know, I'm going to account for the possible fraud of some hospitals uh, marking patients as of dying of COVID when they died of something else and it was just COVID in the system or COVID contributed. COVID contributed. So, 3%. That's not a lot, right? Ooh, it's all okay. Let's go party. Shut the fuck up. If you take the UK's current population, 66.65 million people, fine 3%, you know, divide by 100 times by 3, right? Basic maths. And you're left with... 1,999,500 dead motherfuckers. Do you know where the majority of those deaths are going to fucking be? Poorer communities, where their hospitals are underfunded and overcrowded, where their diets aren't the best because they can't afford all the health food, or they haven't been taught about proper nutrition and thus have higher rates of obesity and lower immune systems. So if you refuse to wear a mask, you refuse to social distance, you think this isn't your issue or that wearing a mask is a war crime like that guy before? Then part of the blood is on your hands. You may think I'm being dramatic, but that's literally what you're doing. If you're going to parties, if you're not, you know, fucking listening, the guidelines, the old guidelines, mind you, you know, wear a mask, social distance. That's the ones I believe in. Common fucking sense. If you're not doing that, because you cannot... I'll get onto why I think Boris is incompetent later. You guys know my opinion on Boris. But if you're not listening to that, you know what your mask, you're not washing your hands, you're not keeping a fucking distance from most people, the ones you can keep a distance from, then you may have killed someone. You may have spread it to someone, they may have died. You may have spread it to someone, that spread it to someone else, they spread it to someone else. It grows exponentially because of your inability and unwillingness to take care of those around you. Now, I'm not saying that everyone who has spread it is entirely their fault. Because some people had to go out. Some people have to work. But it's not as much. The people going to parties. You don't need to go to a fucking party. Seeing a friend. I get that. I suffer from fucking mental health issues. My sister does. We're a house of fucking weirdos here. You need to see people. We're social creatures. I get that. Going to a party is not fucking necessary. And I see it as quite entitled, personally. In Mexico, right? I've had three relatives die from COVID. And this isn't an area that gets more fucking... Funding. Based on COVID deaths. The government couldn't give three fucks. These are my relatives. People who had to go to work. Because if they don't work a day, they don't eat. And you guys are complaining because you have to stay home. Because you can't go to a party, you can't go to a pub. You have to wear a piece of fabric on your face for a few hours a day to stop people from dying. I think that's fucking selfish, personally. I think that's really fucking selfish. 
<sighs> worst case scenario. Worst case. You wear a mask. And it turns out COVID was a hoax. All the people with three GCSEs were right. And all the world's leading scientists were wrong. Right? All that happens. Is you know you're a good person. Because you wanted to protect others. How fucking diabolical. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Right? The majority... Not, not the majority. I'd say a sizable portion of the blame's on that fucking shit government. But you can't exempt yourselves from blame if you haven't done the bare fucking minimum. Wear a mask, social distance, wash your fucking hands. It's like in swine flu season. People were like, oh, wash your hands, stay away from people. Wasn't a big fucking uproar about it then, was there? Our government has done a shit job because... There's been mixed signals. They've been trying to downplay it, then upplay it, then downplay it, then upplay it. They change fucking. <laughs> they change their motto every week. They keep subletting parts of things to private companies, like uh, with the track, track and trace thing. Hold on, there's actually a, a chart of all the spending. I have it on my iPad. Now, obviously, I haven't verified this, but I probably should. I'll, I'll fact check it at the end to see how how truthful it is. But um. Well, I know for a for a fucking fact now, because I had to fucking admit it, that it was done in Excel. The test and trace program, they say NHS test and trace, but the, it was really, the contract was given to a company called Circo, apparently. So it isn't the NHS track and trace, it's the Circo track and trace. Uh, it was done on Microsoft's fucking Excel. <sighs> Which, I don't know about you, but that doesn't cost 12 billion dollars <laughs> 12 billion that's how much they spent on this test and trace program no one batted a fucking eyelid hold on i'm just trying to find the fucking the uh the page where well, i saw it it's on a few pages but this is the one that what is going on with my wi-fi at the moment there we go Head on over to Instagram. Load back up the page. Are you not going to show me the posts? There we go. Right. This is the part I wanted to show you guys. Right. Do you remember? It came out like last week, I think, that 16,000 COVID results were missed. So... That 17,500 added makes sense now, doesn't it? To that, because the COVID statistics I showed you earlier. The reason 16,000 COVID results were missed is that the edit, the Excel spreadsheet they used was full because Excel maxes out at 1,048,576 rows by 16,384 columns. They ran out of room. They're using a, a 30 pound app for a national database <laughs> you and i can get excel on our spreadsheet why didn't they give me the 12 fucking billion oh that's right because i'm not one of their fucking friends so evidently you can automatically see that either one our government didn't check to see that this company was doing good work they just handed them the money and fucked off or two they knew the work was shit and they did it anyway because the person was a friend. Or three, it's a combination of the fucking two. 
So don't get me wrong, I blame Boris. I blame our shit government. Their rules and stuff keep changing. Eid, that pissed me off. I think it was three hours before Eid started, the government was like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, Eid's cancelled. Yeah, you can't go see your family. But pubs are open. <laughs> I am so sorry. My, my fucking... I'm so sorry, guys. Our government shit. Oh, I'm going to get on to some other shit that they're doing in another episode. I think episode eight with uh, Louis Tweedale. He's going to come on and talk to us about Tory corruption, Tory shit. Well, government corruption, to be honest, because I'm not too happy with other people as well. But moving on from that, <clears throat> Asian companies, right? They had an immediate mask mandate. Immediate, because they dealt with SARS, and they were like, ah, fuck, let's just sort it out, get it under control. So there's a getting under control months ago. We've still not fucking finished our first spike. It's still going up. We kind of had a little low down going back up a bit. But I, I, st I still consider this the first spike. So we're fucked, because they're not doing anything. The conservatives are pushing through loads of shit. Some people don't fucking believe it exists still. Other people don't give a fuck. And what what was it that someone sent me, right? It was that lawyer shit that they sent me. That was fucking irritating. All the people who are saying that you, the masks are killing people. If you wash it, you won't have a fucking issue. I think it's fairly safe to say that I'm pretty vexed. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, that's that's something else. Uh, all these people saying that they're using the coronavirus to try and make us live in situations that we don't want to. Uh, that is infringing on our rights by making us wear a mask. You, you, you fucking... Do you remember the seatbelt law that came into the UK a few years ago? How people were up in arms because now the government was telling them to wear a seatbelt. You're infringing my rights! How stupid do they sound now? Because now we know that it's saved lives. That wearing a seatbelt when you're driving is fucking common sense. They had to make it into law. Why? Because people are stupid and won't do it otherwise. Oh, you should trust the British public. Let people wear masks if they want. No, because they're stupid and won't. <laughs> the British public, right? There's a reason that one of my favourite memes is this picture of a newspaper. And it's like the caption is... um. British people are so intelligent. Oh, I want to go see the British. And then it's, you know, British people. Uh, colon. <laughs> I stuck nine cream eggs up my bum. Because <laughs> that's what we fucking like. We're dumb. I literally, my friends, we were fucking in Oldham one time, right? No, we weren't fucking in Oldham. We were in Oldham one time. Going to the, to the cinema there because uh, it looked nicer than the one in Rochdale. <laughs> so we used to go there every week. And I was like, oh, you know what would be really cool? If I tried to do a fucking jump over this fence and then, like, roll at the end. So I tried it. I got my foot stuck and I fucking ripped all my leg open. We're not very clever. When Boris said that you should trust the common sense of the British people, I wept. We're not a very smart populace, I'll be completely honest. You can see that because we voted for Brexit, led by a conservative government. 
Whoever thinks those rich silver spoon arseholes are going to be looking out for the rights of the working class needs to be shot. Are you dumb? Jacob Rees-Mogg allegedly made seven fucking million off the Brexit deal. Of course he's not looking out for him fucking self. But no, the British public, you know, you, should, you can't tell them to wear a mask. That's against human rights, is it? Is it really? I'm pretty sure that not wearing a mask would be against other people's human rights because you are willingly subjecting them to a disease that could potentially kill them. Now, it has only got a 3% mortality rate, but that's only death. Research that came out of Italy suggests that it can lead to lots more complicated things, such as permanent lung damage, permanent neurological damage. People over 40 have actually been quite common that their brains have been damaged and neurologically impact. That's one of the biggest concerns about Trump at the moment. Uh, if you watch the channel Bo the Fifth, I love this guy, he's amazing. But he was talking about how a lot of people are concerned about Trump's mental state because he's withholding the stimulus check until after the election and Bo says this doesn't make any sense because Trump's biggest claim always is that he's great for the economy and if they don't get the stimulus check now the the econ economists are saying if they don't get the stimulus check now then um the economy could tank thousands of businesses could fail and that doesn't make sense for Trump because that's his thing is the economy so Bo thinks that the brain's the guy the man's brain might be a bit fucking scrambled. So COVID, it can fuck your brain, it can fuck a lot of your organs, it can lead to permanent damage, even if you only get mild symptoms, especially if you're over the age of forty. If you're obese as well, Trump is both. So it isn't just death. It's not just death that it does. It's also, granted, these have been as a result of the, uh, you know, the, the lockdown restrictions. It's also fucked our business. But I was all for a lockdown at the beginning. I think, personally, right, hold on. Hear me out, guys. What if, at the beginning, when we first heard about it, we just said, fuck it, and just closed our borders? Just for a while. Just kept them closed. No one in, no one out. A lot of people be like, oh, it's against my human rights. I have to go on holiday. <laughs> I can't live if I don't go to Magaluf and drink a load of cheap booze. <laughs> you know, crying. Little fucking privileged cries. But if we just did that and just kept it close to the rest of the world to fucking side out, then we'd have been fine. Businesses could stay open. Everyone would have been fine. But no, we didn't close our fucking borders until, like... I don't, they're still fucking open. <laughs> they're still open. <sighs> so I don't think it's it's gonna get the the only place that I think has done it really really well is New Zealand. And I know it's unfair to correlate the two of us. New Zealand is obviously very small populace and is a smaller island. I think I know it's a smaller populace, more spread out as well. But they have a fucking cracking leader. Love, love Jacinda. And our, our leader don't give three fucks. He don't know what the fuck he's doing. He got his own rules wrong on national TV. <sighs> I'm sorry. It's hard. It's hard not to laugh at the state of the world at the moment. 
But yeah, I, I have completely lost my train of thought because I was talking about the human rights shit. It's safe to say that in my personal opinion, these anti-lockdown, anti-mask people are a bunch of fucking idiots. There was a, a test done by not only Bill Nye, but by multiple other surgeons and doctors and nurses where they did an oxygen level test, where they test the oxygen concentration in their blood before and after putting on a mask. Only in one instance did it go below 100%. It was 99%. You get less oxygen concentration when you're standing behind a fucking car. Because, you know, the exhaust. You're, you're all dumb. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm... Some people are probably not going to like this episode, but I think, I think it's needed. I think it's, you can try and fact check anything that I've said in this episode. Name one place I'm wrong. The other thing that's annoying me, right, about this, you know, another thing of the many, is that people are like, oh, he's part of the, the Bill Gates vaccine scam. I was talking to this guy earlier. I love this guy. He's going to be on the podcast later, but um, he, he'd, he'd fallen for the old conspiracy Bill Gates thing. How Bill Gates manufactures viruses and sells them to kill kids as part of the Agenda 21 or something. Now, I've read about Agenda 21. It's actually quite frightening. Involves bringing, you know, global population down by making old people feel guilty enough to kill themselves. That kind of shit. Offering them a a way to just kill themselves off so they won't be taking the resources of the Earth. And only bringing in people based upon genetic ability who have... It's, it's a bunch of fucky, right? It's some real New World Order shit. It was, it was really interesting to read about. It scares the fuck out of me. But that people think Bill Gates is uh, manufacturing vaccines himself. You know, they say, oh, who is this guy? He's not a doctor. How is he manufacturing vaccines and giving them to kids? I, I don't know if you know, but Bill Gates doesn't actually go in the lab and make them himself. You know, he, um, <laughs> he gives the money to, to a company. A pharmaceutical company <laughs> who make vaccines with, with next to no profit margins because they're a charity company and then they give them to kids in third world countries who need the vaccine so they don't die. <laughs> oh my days, the idiocy runs deep. <laughs> Bill Gates doesn't get off work, right? Pop into the lab for a few hours and crank out some faulty polio vaccines. <laughs> he gives the money to... A f- Hold on, I'll find the fucking name of the company because he talks about them quite a lot. Hold on. And actually, if you watch his fucking TED talk, he was talking about the the danger of, you know, a COVID-like disease years ago because it was obvious. Me and my dad, we were having this conversation three years ago. We said, it's only a matter of time before a disease comes out which fucks us all based upon the fact that our global community is so interconnected. The fact that planes are flying across hundreds of times a day across every country in the world. If you had any common sense and you looked into it, 
you'd see it was inevitable. Bill Gates is one of the smartest fucking geezers out there. He saw it coming. He tried to warn you all. Be like, yeah, <laughs> it's fake. It's made by the government. It's made by the government to control us. Oh, here we go. Gavi, the vaccine alliance. Yeah, they, they buy vaccines for the world's poorest children. They give them to them. That's what the Gates Foundation does. They give it to Gavi. That's the that's that's the fucking company. Look into Gavi if you want. I I did a bit of it. They're uh, they're actually pretty cool. They give uh, vaccines to kids so they won't fucking die. That's pretty cool in my eyes. Seeing as I'm on the topic of fucking vaccines, I was one of the big anti-vaxxer people in high school. I fell for it hook, line, and stinker, all the way. But then I learned about a little something called concentration. Because <laughs> I was like, they put these heavy metals in the vaccines which are causing autism. Then I found out my sister has autism. Then I found out my dad has autism. And my grandmother. My grandmother who's not had a fucking vaccine in her life. <laughs> Shouldn't have a doctor. <laughs> so I found out my whole family's got it. So I'm like, oh. The heavy metals though. Heavy metals though, right? Have you ever heard of concentration, ladies and gentlemen? Because we have a lot of things in life that in a high enough concentration would kill you. If you mainline orange juice into your bloodstream, it'll probably kill you. Cocaine, right? Cocaine. There was a, a number of people who last year died of cocaine overdoses because cocaine was at the strongest percent, like strongest concentration it's been at in years. Because the chemical to cut it, that they usually cut it with, actually became more expensive than just making pure cocaine. Because it was getting seized. So they just made pure cocaine. Loads of people died from it because they were doing too much. And they, they died because it was a higher concentration. What else is there? Uh, hand sani, right? You dilute it enough, you could probably drink it. You drink it in its pure form, it'll probably kill you. <laughs> Bleach. <laughs> you dilute it a lot with water. A, a lot, a lot. You take a swig, you'll probably feel a bit sick. What kill you? You drink straight bleach, you'll die. <laughs> These heavy metals in vaccines, right? They're not in a high enough concentration to do fucking anything. I imagine they're only in there because they hold some sort of chemical, like, reason. That either they increase the way that the chemicals in the vaccine work or something like that. Because there'll be a chemical reason, right? They're not just going to take these expensive metals and just plonk them in there for fucking fun's sake, will they? And it's the fact it's the fact that it's all these people with no medical knowledge at all coming out and being like, Oh, yeah, uh, vaccines are bad. I saw it had magnesium in it. Magnesium is a metal. Motherfucker, I literally have behind me some vitamins that are magnesium and zinc because it's good for me. I'm not going to eat the metal now, am I? fucking stupid i'm actually gonna take one now but yeah seeing as we got into the topic of fucking vaccines there you go <laughs> i'm loving this fucking episode honestly who else annoys me <laughs> hold on oh there we go find out how to swallow pills yes i'm a child my gag reflex is non-existent i gag when i brush my teeth i would be terrible at giving head gonna be completely honest Ugh. What else? Who else is annoying me? 
No, nothing that guy said. I'm, I'm going to get him on the podcast. Not, not the stupid lawyer. Who is probably, by the way, just here to make money. The fact that this guy's saying all this conjecture, guess what? He'll probably try and get a class action lawsuit together from all the people. Take the money and fuck off. <laughs> Have you noticed how you've never heard of this guy before, but now suddenly he's like this lawyer dude. What's he, I'm not going to fucking say his name on this because I don't want him to get any more clout. Because there'll be some idiots who are listening to this. You're probably like, oh, there's a lawyer doing it. That must mean that it's all true. Lawyers are scummy people, bro. I'm going to say, I, I, want, I wanted to be a lawyer. I still kind of do. Do you want to know why? Because it pays well. <laughs> it pays a lot of money. And you're literally paid to tell people what to do. <laughs> it's great. I wanted to be a lawyer. Not only that, but the power in speaking your mind and debating, putting your opinion forward and not not resting until you win, until people agree with you. That's that's intoxicating. Plus the law's pretty interesting because then you can just prove a bunch of people wrong, like like I'm doing now. Damn, maybe I should go back into law. Regardless. Oh, Christ, it's been 55 minutes. So, yeah. I think by now you guys have surmised that I think all these people are idiots. The people who believe straight white men. Oh, that was it. It was because you wanted fucking straight pride. <laughs> he was like, dude, we don't have a pride. Why is the International Women's Day and no International Men's Day? Dude. Dude, bro. Really? You want to strike that card? The fact that men have been the head people of society forever? <laughs> and you're wondering why there isn't an International Men's Day. Okay. Pride. You want a straight pride? Dude, gay people used to get beaten in the streets. They were literally... I've told you the term fag, haven't I? How originally it meant a bundle of sticks and then it became a threat to gay people because they used to wrap them in bundles of firewood and set them on fire. How still in the 60s, I think, gay people were getting beaten by police in the streets. Then they had enough and Stonewall happened. And oh, look, now, now gay people can actually, you know, feel reasonably safe to walk around. So yeah, they fucking have a pride. Was it not a straight pride? Because we never had that. It's never been wrong, quote unquote wrong, to be hetero. Has it, idiot? Ugh. <laughs> the fact that a fucking well fake white guy but the fact that a white cis guy is sitting here telling you guys why you're all fucking stupid that should be an indication enough do your own research stop believing these bigoted beliefs beliefs sorry it's pissing me off <laughs> oh. right there was one last thing I wanted to cover I think about uh media attacks just cost thousands of trans people access to their hormones now this one this one affects my sister personally so this one's personal for me media attacks just cost thousands of trans people failed by the nhs access to healthcare but we will never desert those in need pink news okay i'm going to reopen the article i'm going to start again I'm just going to wait until it's finished doing all the load. You know, like when you open something on 
Like you open an article on Facebook and there are like thousands of different pop-ups and every time you try and scroll down it just brings it back up to the top and you end up clicking on something you don't even want to care about. I do not care which celebrities have had their cellulite removed. I couldn't give three fucks. I'm here because I want to learn about some people's rights that are being expunged. Thank you very much. You know, things that actually matter. After thousands of trans people lost access to healthcare thanks to anti-trans media coverage, Adi Dali Goodislink. I'm so sorry, bro, if you end up listening to this. Oh, I just fucking did it again. Sorry, bro, if you listen to this, I can't pronounce your surname. I have no idea how. Goodisling? Goodisling? Goodisling. No clue. I apologize. Head of Patent Services at Gender GP explains why the private clinic is unwavering in its commitment to providing healthcare for the trans community. This reach, the UK media reached a new low point as it once again attacked services providing support to trans youth. Along with Gender GP, which is no stranger to the firing line, transgendered youth charity Mermaids and trans-friendly pharmacy clear chemists came under attack. Shockingly, Mermaids' private forums were infiltrated, breaching the confidentiality of those who rely on the support group to help them through the challenges they face as parents of trans youth. Clear Chemist has been reported to its regulator, the General Pharmaceutical Council, and now feels limited in its ability to dispense to gender GP patients for no other reason. For no other reason, actually. For no other reason, it would seem, than the fact that they are transgender. That's what the article says. Clear Chemist has, um, is not allowed to do anything, not allowed to send these gender GP patients hormones, solely for the fact that they're transgender. There's no other reason been given. No, no, that reason wasn't even given, but they've not provided a reason. Thus, that's the only surmisable response. The media revealed, shock horror, that waiting years for help leaves patients and their young people feeling abandoned by the NHS, that they are desperate for support, and that in their desperation they turn to other parents for advice and guidance on how to navigate this incredibly stressful situation. Gender GP was mentioned more than 500 times in the private forum as one way for parents to access the care they need, the media reported. This was a fact that the investigative journalist chose to hone in on as evidence of some wrongdoing. In reality, it's simply evidence of the fact that our service provides the much-needed help that is so lacking and for which there is a desperate need. What is Gender GP? Gender GP is a private service providing affordable healthcare to transgender individuals. It does not discriminate on the basis of age, gender, or geographical location. The inclusive service has been in operation since 2015, and during that time it has evolved from one, from one GP answering a few emails into a fully-fledged clinic supporting thousands of trans people around the world. So basically, what I'm fucking saying, the NHS is failing its legal tutor under the Equality Act. These people aren't being allowed shit because they're trans. Because bigoted people are using the media as their weapon. Because they don't want people like my sister to be able to live. You know, in, in the two months my sister has been on female hormones, she stopped like self-harming. She's made friends. She's gone to a new school. She says she feels more comfortable in her skin than she's ever done. She says that no longer does she want to end her own life. But now, she can't get those hormones. She can't be herself. She can't be comfortable in her own skin. And these pricks are putting my sister on the firing line. If these people were in front of me, I would happily stab them. This is this is on the internet now. They are killing my sister by denying her access to these things. If my sister dies because of this, 
I, I personally, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it will not be pleasant. So I'm going to advocate for these trans people to get the medications to be themselves. That's all it is, is they were born with the wrong body. If you're allowed cosmetic surgery, lip fillers, ETC, why aren't trans people allowed hormones? Why aren't they allowed their surgery? If you're allowed tattoos, why aren't trans people allowed their hormones? Why aren't trans people allowed their surgery? Make it make sense. The only reason I can think of is transphobia. Someone, I had a debate with someone the other day. Someone tried telling me that being trans is against the Quran because the Quran doesn't allow for cosmetic surgery. Fair enough, fair enough. My argument is that the Quran does allow for life-saving surgery, for medicines. The fact that someone is born with a wrong body is, uh, is an affliction, isn't it? So what do you do to fix the affliction? You get surgery, you get hormones, you get treatment. When you look at it like that, as it really is, is getting someone help so then they can be comfortable. It's not, not a cosmetic surgery. It's a life-changing surgery. Let's say someone has rhinitis, right? Their nose passages are too small. They can't breathe properly. Would you say it's cosmetic surgery for them to be able to breathe? To get the nose passages, you know, widened? If someone has a coronary bypass so their heart can fucking pump the right way, so then they can live, is that a cosmetic surgery? No. So when a trans person gets the necessary surgery they are so then they can get rid of their gender dysphoria and feel alive, they can breathe, they can be in their own body, that isn't cosmetic. That is life-enabling. So I'm asking you, if you support this podcast, if you support me, if you support basic fucking human decency, advocate for this shit. Because I'm not standing there and letting them take my sister from me. And if you're against this, if you don't support it, then I'm sorry. I don't consider you a human being or a friend. Because this is my sister's life on the line. So I'm asking all of you, I know this has become a serious podcast, but this is a serious topic to help. To help people like my sister. Because it's not just her medicine they're taking away, it's her, her life. Now, anyone who knows Erin knows how much she's changed in the past two, three months. And that's been because of this, because she's felt more at home. And now they're taking that away. I'm not standing for it. So, that's my summary. Thank you very much for listening to that. Uh, To summarize this entire podcast, that went a bit deep. To summarize this entire podcast... Um, I hate people who don't wear masks, uh, unless, of course, you have a valid reason. Although, to be honest, unless you have serious asthma, there is really no valid reason. Panic attacks, actually. That's something I wanted to mention real quick before we go. Panic attacks. I suffer from panic attacks quite a great deal. Whenever I work out, I have a panic attack because 
you know, my heart beating faster makes my body think it's having a panic attack, which tricks my brain to think it's having a panic attack, so I have a panic attack. Um, whenever I get sweaty because I have some sensory issues, uh, I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack. Wearing a mask. I can understand how that can make some people feel like a panic attack. My advice to help with it is to ground yourself. If you... I wear denim jeans quite a lot. I rub my hand aggressively like against my pant leg and I think about the feeling of the denim. The way it feels on my fingertips, the way that I, it makes me feel. And then I let that take me away from the situation. That is something that I think... There's lots of support online to try and get help with panic attacks through wearing a mask. But I still think you should wear a mask. Ultimately, exposure to that kind of scenario will help you get through it by avoiding the situation you're giving it power uh but yeah thank you very much for listening to that um finish my summary now hate people who don't wear masks hate people who think vaccines are dumb uh hate people who think that the government planned this as some kind of new world order stick because do you really think that all the world governments would collude do you know how petty they all are? <laughs> yeah. I think that's all. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> this is the end. Hello, it's outro time. Wagwan. I regret saying that. I wanted to leave you with three final thoughts. Alright, if you've had enough already, you can fuck off. This part is very important, and I will haunt you forever for not listening to it. Um, number one, what seems more likely? That every world government has come together to deceive you that a virus they manufactured, quote-unquote, isn't real. <laughs> or... That as scientists and everyone in the fucking health industry has been warning us for decades, a virus has come out, the governments are really inept, and we should probably do something about it, but people are too entitled these days to do anything about it. Which one seems more likely to you? That was point one. Point two is... I am not a scientist. I am not a reputable, reputable source. I have my inherent biases. Please use your critical thinking skills. Anything I say on this podcast, if you want to learn more about it, get into the habit of doing some research your damn self and come talk to me about it. You guys have my Instagram handles, at Podcast or at MexicanJesus. That's my personal one. There's a one in Mexican. <laughs> You guys have my handles. Come talk to me about it. I'll talk to any of you about it. Because I want to know. I'm hit, This is the whole point of this podcast. Is that we are here to learn. And to shit on people. Who are race misogynistic bigoted. That's, that, that's, that's the vibe. We're here to spread awareness on issues. To work together. To try and create a community. That will support each other. And to shit on racist bigoted homophobic assholes. <laughs> Because who doesn't enjoy that? That was point two. Point three. I am going to be posting a petition on my 
excuse me, on my Instagrams and my Twitter for petitioning the, I think it's the government to, you know, fucking bring back the hormone treatments. Uh, it would mean the world to me, and it is the right moral thing to do to support this petition. If that's the only bit of activism you do all fucking year, which it shouldn't, because, you know, people out there need help. But if it's the only thing you do all year, do it for me. Right? I know that's a selfish thing to ask, and... But, please. Alright. Um. Yeah. Feel free to fact check anything I said, and if I get something wrong, uh, do let me know. I'd like to know, so I can do better and correct myself. Call me out, <laughs> do it. Uh, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this episode. I hope you have a lovely fucking day. And, um, yeah, uh, go suck a fat one in the nicest way possible.